Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the DMC podcast. This is episode 28, I believe. And we just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. It's crazy. Yeah. This year's been a hell of a, well, preemptive, actually, because it's going to be in five days from the time we release this. And it's just, it's just been a hell of a year, hasn't it, Joseph? Man, it's been crazy. It's like, the, if you told me in January that because someone ate a part of a bat in a very far off place in the world, that meant I couldn't buy toilet roll in March, then I wouldn't believe you. But look at us, you know, toilet rolls ran out, passes ran out again in Tesco, recording right now on the 8th of November. So the new regulation for the lockdown has just come into place. Tesco, empty. I'm telling you, man. Queues going around the back. All the middle class people at Waitrose, they are lining up in their Audi R8s. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, it just, it's just, yeah, it, it's really... It's crazy. It's, it's gone, I feel like it's gone back, but that's because of the second lockdown. Obviously, uh, people don't know, uh, like Joseph was saying, uh, early November... We've just been told that we're going into second lockdown for a month until the 4th of December. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out. I know it's a bit of an awkward situation for a lot of you. And by the time this is out, hopefully things are a bit better. So, yeah, we're, but, we're so recording right. Yeah, I was going to say, we just hope that everyone's like in a good mental place after that, especially if it's not happening. If it's still going on, then stay strong. Speak to people, speak to family members, speak to friends, video call them. I know it probably might be you might be in like student accommodation. It must be really difficult for you guys, but um, always try and keep in contact with someone. Yeah, definitely. And this episode right now is being recorded on, like we said, the 8th of November. So anything that we may say is from the point of view that the lockdown will be finished by the 4th of December. And so any advice and stuff that we give will be spoken in, if that is the context that we're talking about today. So if that's not the case, we sincerely apologise for some terrible advice. We just look like clowns, bro. It's calm. Yeah, we, we look like clowns. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. That's what my dad always says, and it's pretty good advice, I'd say. Yeah, no, fair play. I, I rate that. I rate that. I can understand that. And talking about advice, Joseph, uh, what advice would you give to those into this new festive season? particularly because of the lockdown rules like what's your, what's your advice well one thing that I, i've thought of you know coming up to the podcast and something that is quite a nice rule of thumb is sensibility versus sensitivity so for example if you see one of your friends who's gone home for christmas who's gone back from student accommodation and legally or technically they're not allowed to just give it a rest just don't, there's no need to message them and be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Because A, they've already done it. So they're not going to turn around and go home just because you told them to. And B, you don't know what someone's family situation is going to be like. You know, you need to be sensitive. And people these days, like, you have to be cautious because it's a very difficult time. Family members may be getting sick. It may be very difficult to see those that you really care about. So you need to be sensitive when you see people potentially not abiding to the rules as strongly as they should. Of course, that also brings into play sensibility that I've just mentioned, that you need to be sensible and realise, okay, maybe this person's going a bit too far. Maybe they're going to some Christmas parties with their mates as well. So initially you saw them going back home to be with their family. Okay, don't bring it up. Don't mention it because you need to be sensitive and know that everyone's family situation is different. However, you also need to be sensible. If you see them going out to Christmas parties, with their mates and see them communicating and seeing lots of different people more often than they should be then you need to be sensible about it and maybe let them know bro or mate are you are you being sensible about this like 
you're at home with your family members right now, but you're also going out to a party with some of your mates. Is this a sensible thing to do? But try and say that in a nice way. You know, don't be like, oh, you're a terrible person. I fucking hate you for doing this. You know, I'm stuck here. I'm so jealous you're back home. You need to be sensitive. So I would say that is my advice. Sensitivity versus sensibility. What about yourself, Manny? Uh, my advice is my advice is just trust the process. I know during these times it's been really unusual and like rules have been very ambiguous and I don't even want to go into technicalities of that whatsoever. But the truth is that just trust the process and understand that like like Joseph was saying, prepare for the worst but expect the best and perhaps maybe even it might be extended. But it's just it's just understanding that I feel like if you kind of know that's going to happen then it should alleviate some of the pressure of it obviously taking place. Like if, if you're holding on to the idea that after this certain day that we're going to be back to normal, I just think that's a really dangerous way to be thinking about it, only because mm-hmm. of the fact that if we aren't, then people who might be feeling bad during this whole period that's obviously, hopefully, by then taking place, they might just feel even worse because they're like, I've been in this rut for like five weeks, four weeks now, and it's just continuing to um, persevere and I just think if you if you just preemptively hope in a way that if you preemptively believe that it's not going to happen I feel like it might help ease the pressure when it comes to closing in on the day and but it's obviously this is coming out on the 20th of December so by then we'd hope that everything would be all right but let's just say for argument's sake that it's continued on up until now if if we knew from before that it, this may actually have taken place, I feel like, like I said, it, it kind of, I don't want to say it makes you feel at ease because it probably doesn't because it's really frustrating, obviously, being at home and things of that nature. But I think it, it makes it feel less worse than it could have been if you expected right. the best <laughs> outcome to occur. And I'm not saying that these outcomes are amazing anyway. They're not, but it's just, yeah, it's just hoping uh, that, you understand that things aren't, especially during these times, things are just going to be up in the air constantly. And mm-hmm. if, if things are going to con- continually fluctuate and being able to adapt is going to be super important, whether for you being able to adapt is maybe you start video calling friends or speak to family members more often because you're obviously not at home now. Um, it depends, subject to the rules, I think right now you're allowed to meet one person outside socially distance. Yeah, that's right. If, if you can do that, sustain that kind of healthy dynamic of grabbing hold of someone during the period, this period and being able to meet them once a week or maybe even twice a week, this in, the, that individual, I feel like that can really do a lot of good. And it's just playing around with the constraints you have and using them to the best of your effect. That That's the way I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I think what, what a good way to, to kind of summarize what you're saying is to have realistic expectations of the coming months you know we were told in march that we're gonna have a full week lockdown and then covid will go and everything will be fine clearly that didn't happen i didn't even know that you said that to be honest that's what they said that's (laughs) what they said like straight up i'm being serious man boris is like yes we'll we'll be here four weeks and then everything will be fine yes yes no it didn't happen mate but (laughs) (laughs) but we've got to have realistic expectations about it because we know that it may last longer. If you tell yourself that this will all end on the 4th of December and it doesn't, you're kind of setting yourself up to have these massive expectations that are going to hurt a lot if these things don't come into fruition. 
I feel like that's one thing to be very wary of, that these things are very well warranted change. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we will see that the 4th of December, all this stuff gets lifted. I really hope so. But if it hasn't, then you need to go into the new year thinking, well, this still might be here for a while. It might come to March and it might have been a year long lockdown. But that's okay because we've prepared ourselves mentally for this. And that's like, for example, yesterday, my girlfriend wanted to do a face mask with me. I was like, can we do it tomorrow? Because I need to mentally prepare myself for something that I'm not really wanting to do, but I'll do it because she really likes them. I feel like that's a, a somewhat of an anecdote for this situation right now. I don't really want to be into lockdown. So I'm going to mentally prepare myself for if it does happen and potentially when it does happen, mentally, I know what I'm going to do. I know what cards I'm going to play. And so that's something as well to, to, to take into account, I'd say. Sorry, just really quickly. I don't know if I missed that, but did you say a face mask? Bro, yes, I did. Wait, don't you like No, I don't like, I feel like anything on my skin. It feels so clammy. Like using, I've got like some eczema sometimes and even just applying this, this, the cream to my skin, even though I know it's good for me, my skin crawls when I have anything like that on me. Like, it's just a really weird feeling. Like I, my hands get clammy and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable with any sort of cream or Vaseline or cocoa butter or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. So face masks. It takes me a while to like get into the mentality like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this because I have to hype myself up I can't lie. Yeah, no so, that's quite, <laughs> that's actually quite interesting. But yeah, no, I understand me. the premise of what you meant. Like I get where you're coming from and it's yeah I don't mate I don't know man. I, we I, don't know I, man. I, I, we I don't, don't know. I, I, I'm hopefully I'm alright during that period and yourself as well. Like mate, I we're so all too. trying to trying to like navigate in our own way and it might be easier for some than others. Obviously I have the privilege of being able to be with my family right now still so I feel for everyone else who really is in student accommodation a lot because I'm obviously a student but I'm actually um working from home right now but even still it's it's just it's just it's a roller coaster really and it's always going to have those ups and downs and I think I think that it's it is it's going to be challenging but we've done it before and we can do it again and that's my message to everyone hell yeah man it sounds sounds good and um, just to move on to something a little bit different, talking about the family dynamic and potentially for people being able to go home and stuff like that. It's quite commonplace that at Christmas, there's a lot of people there, a lot of some people may be on edge, you haven't seen some family members in a while. And sometimes there may be disagreements and arguments. And one thing that I noticed that was quite interesting to me and something that I never really put much thought to was during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, there were recommendations or there was people saying on social media, on their stories on Instagram saying, call out your family members if they've got offensive and outdated viewpoints. Now for me, that's great in concept, absolutely fantastic. But you don't wanna be arguing with your family members. You don't wanna be calling out something that your family member, an opinion that they hold because that's how they've been brought up. I understand the premise, but I don't yeah. agree with the verb used. I don't think calling out is necessarily the best way to do it. It should mm-hmm. be more of educating. I think right. educating and bringing to the t- like bring it to the table. Like understand that th- this is this is happening. We're in the here and now. This is this is not like people. Many people think it's just a moment. No, it's a movement, and that's the mm-hmm. important thing. If if we continue to have these conversations and continue to bring about this topic constantly for Black Lives Matter, I think 
it's just pushing it's put like you want to move the needle forward in your own way and in some people's ways of moving the needle forward it might be having a conversation at home yeah these these and, are tough conversations to have yeah no definitely and it's it's one of those things where not everyone's some people might not agree with you at home and and i'm not going to say it is what it is you just need to continue to educate them and ask the questions mm. why and it might sound like oh the person might feel like you're annoying them but no you're you're trying to understand someone else's point of view i, I don't think necessarily calling out someone yeah that's is not the way to go about not... it but i feel like if you just speak to someone and have a conversation and you talk about it and and some people might say that's a call out. I don't really think it is. I just think it's just a genuine conversation and you just want to express your point of view as well as understand the other person's point of view. Because lots of uh, opinions and like you said, uh, points of view have been ingrained from years ago. And not only that, like how someone's been raised and their mm-hmm. upbringing. And, and that's not going to happen overnight, Joseph. Let's be honest. It's Absolutely. Not, it's, not, it's not, I'm not going to have one conversation with someone and whoop to do They're like, they agree with everything I have to say. It's not even about agreeing with me. It's about understanding and having empathy for what's been going on and knowing the importance of it and i just think it's just you need to bring that conversation to the table and if some people are reluctant to have it you you still need to try and push the needle in a certain way and if that for you is talking to family members and so and that's great continue to do that because i feel like that's the way that we're going to start moving forward and hopefully uh, uh, enter a new I don't want to say like a revolution necessarily but like enter a more like equal society working in that direction yeah no definitely I think yeah definitely changing the I think because on social media it needs to be very proactive and it's like very bombast so I think the word call out is just to get people's attention but I think changing that to educate once they realize okay I need to talk to a family member who believes that all lives matter is the right slogan to go for because i'm not gonna lie initially when these movements are coming out maybe 2016 2017 i was like hmm all lives matter that makes sense you know and but then someone explained to me that that isn't like that isn't what they're saying they're not saying that other people's lives don't matter and this is where i was actually educated I used to hold the opinion that it should be all lives matter. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. And I was educated rather than called out, rather than publicly shamed and told off. One of my friends took me aside. and was like, Joseph, that's not what the thing is about here. It's saying black lives matter right now, right now, these things are going on that impact a person because of their race. It's like if two people are in the exact same situation, one's white and one's black, there's the, the person who's black their situation would be so much more difficult than if you're white and so that was explained to me and now i'm a huge advocate of that and i see people someone sometimes on facebook saying like oh well what is this all life should matter and then i explained to them like that's not what they're saying they're missing here the point. Yeah, exactly no. they're missing the mm-hmm. point and someone showed me a great um a great little cartoon a little cartoon image of someone's on the ground injure their leg saying oh, oh my leg hurts really badly and then someone else is standing there well my leg hurts as well it's like okay we get that your leg may hurt but this person is in need of assistance more so and that was see that was the good thing about education now i'm an advocate for this movement too and i've hopefully shown on all the podcast episodes and my very public support of it that my opinion has changed because of the education i received from family members and from friends saying to me 
this is what it actually is and not making me feel like I was stupid or not making me feel like a bit humiliated because I wasn't in the right. They literally just wanted to educate me so that I could try and build myself up and be in the know and be know, more knowledgeable about the situation. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, if you don't mind me asking, actually, um, my curiosity stems from what you said about what you used to believe because yeah. was your was your idea like, okay, let me put it this way. Were you under the impression that all lives matter wasn't necessarily like, I'm not going to say a distraction because I don't think that's the right word, but like something else that was used to like kind of push away from the fact that black lives matter. Or did you think all lives matter because you've heard it like that? It was more of a phrase that made sense because in theory it should be like that also. And you kind of went with it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. So that's that's exactly it. It was a theory that I, I wasn't recognizing the fact that people do need to be handled some people need to be given more opportunities than others because of this i i saw that my my dad was brought up in a very poor area and he's and he's white and he's very a very difficult run of things and he's thankfully made a really good life he was the first person in his entire school's history to go to university and he was in the the like voted and found out as the worst area in the uk oldham and so i was like well my dad's had a really tough life and he's white so why should that mean like that people are treated any differently. Surely all of these things matter. And then it realized that my dad's situation wasn't worsened by his skin color. If my dad happened to, if my dad or someone in my dad's situation happened to be black, it would have been even more difficult than it already was. And that's what I failed to realize. It's just that you had some assumptions that you thought it was just exactly, kind of applied exactly. to everyone regardless. Yeah. So that okay. was, ex- that was educated to me. And I've, completely understood i was like holy shit man, i'm so wrong about this thank you for educating me and that was done in such a way that i felt really appreciative of it and the people the people who like discuss it to me still some of my closest mates you know i was gonna say and shout out to them shout out to your exactly. mates shout out to them because they handled it so well that yeah. they could have turned it from me being like you know what fuck you i don't you know this, don't challenge my they did it in such a way that i was completely understanding and i really thank them for that so that's when and I feel like that is the way people should try and not challenge family members, but question them. Question, why do you have this thought? Why do you have belief, as you just did for me, where did it stem from? And that's super important. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's like, and I don't, I don't think everyone can really do, like in terms of, yes, asking the right questions is good, but also I, everyone's, everyone's basically a coach, I think. That's how you have to think about it. Everyone's coachable to an extent. And you just need to ask the right questions so the people come to their own conclusions. And perhaps even when you ask them those kind of questions, they might realize that their argument isn't as valid as it once seemed like to be, or it once was. And yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like also it's very important that the person comes to their own understanding and idea, because if you just try to tell someone and impose it on them, they're probably less likely to listen and it doesn't necessarily mean that what you're saying is incorrect or not important it definitely is even in this scenario it is very important but the the stubbornness of people just generally i feel the best way to probably go about it is let letting them derive their own conclusions based on the questions you ask them and i don't know if you can add anything to that to be honest yeah i think like last week or maybe the week before we also talked about the 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 teach a man how to fish and give a man a fish if you just give them an opinion 
they're not really going to be fully invested. They're going to be like, oh, I've been told this is the right thing to believe. I'll just believe it. Whereas if they realize they actually think, oh, this is the right thing to believe, then they'll be able to hold that more dearly and hopefully spread the positive message that they've now learned. I feel like that's one thing I just wanted to add on the end. Yeah, no, no, that that's perfect. Man. And going a bit more to, obviously this is important still, but there's obviously from this, there's going to be arguments. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the best way to repair these arguments and whether it's this scenario where we're talking about Black Lives Matter and the argument outbreaks or there's maybe a disagreement with family. How, how have you been able to navigate that? I know we obviously spoke about this in the conflicts and arguments episode, but is there anything you feel like you can add to that or expand? I feel like one thing that can be added to that is if you are being called out on something rather than educated, it's okay to feel attacked by it because if they're not being nice about what they're saying or they're not taking into account that yes this person has this opinion and yes i don't believe it's the right one i want to try and educate them if they feel like you're being attacked by it try not to get too defensive try to be like oh no 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 just stop like stop being on to me get off my back get off my back be try and be like okay can we both just calm down here and can you explain to me you need to try and be open to seeing the points of view that you might not not necessarily believe because yes you could say oh yeah i understand i understand i understand but if you're not actually listening to them and you're not taking into account what they're saying then it could just fall on deaf ears and that i feel one thing that you need to do is just try and be actually open to have your opinion changed because some people go into debates some people go into arguments with the full intention of just going in there some people have a script bro some people yeah. know exactly what they need to say, what exactly. they want to get out of it, and then just Exactly. <laughs> they go in there with a pre-written script, say the script, and then cut. They're not there to let someone else be... They're not there to let themselves be influenced by somebody else. And that's one thing that does need to change massively when there's an argument. It's, okay, I'm going to try and see it from someone else's point of view and see if my opinion can change. Rather than, I'm going to try and hear their point of view, but my opinion still won't change. You know, that's useless. There's no point in the disagreement in that. And you know what? Sometimes that might happen. Sometimes they might express what they believe as a different opinion to yours, and you might still not believe them. What then? Well, then I'd say just try and sweep it under the rug. I'm not going to lie. Because then you'll be, because then if you don't agree with them and they don't agree with you, but you care about this person and that small disagreement you've had isn't a large overbearing aspect that is too difficult for you to handle, just I would say just try not to mention it it's it's really not the best solution but it stops things from getting splintered and breaking down the relationship that you've got with a family member with a partner with a friend i, sli- I don't know what you think about that. I, I don't know slightly, what you think about that. i was about to say i slightly disagree with that only in the fact okay. that like in my opinion i would probably say if we both disagree and there's no way of like us coming to a conclusion at the at the end of that discussion, I probably would be like, so we agree to disagree. Then I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. And then from there, like, if we if it comes up in conversation again, I'm still going to side with the yeah. point that I believe is right. But it's, sure. yeah, like you said, at the same time, it's not unless it's something very important. Like you said very carefully that you're like, if it's something not that important or not that hard hitting or not something that you feel like rests or lies on your friendship still existing. In fact. It's one of those things where I feel like you can kind of just leave it to the side. Yeah. But if it's something a bit more important than that, I feel like then 
that maybe more discussions need to take place before maybe perhaps you might need to unfortunately cut off that person or perhaps evaluate the people you're around with because sometimes it's going to be difficult especially with the hard conversations you just need to you you lie on the opinion that you believe in and and i just feel like it's really hard I, i'm i don't like convincing people man yeah <laughs> That's just something me for either, me man. like me neither it's just like i unless like if you're on the hype train yeah fair play but if you're not it is or it is it's one of those things and i i don't yeah for me it's like i'll, I'll have an educative discussion about certain things but I'm not going, and if you, even if I gave you like amazing points of view and my, my points are all solid, but you don't agree with me, then like, I feel like I have nothing else that I can actually bring to the table. So there's no need for me to try and like beg for someone to agree with me necessarily. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, it, it, I if it's, if it seems like, you know, that their opinion just really isn't going to change and the argument is going in circles, just be like, all right, we're going nowhere here let's just leave it this isn't a super important deal to me right now it seems like a big deal but i know that it's not if it's something like that just leave it just leave the situation go back to them a couple days forget all about it and resume as you were you've had the conversation you now know this new thing about the person and perhaps you know to avoid it if you want to avoid the conflict not everything needs to be mentioned or called out on or brought up if it's something small just leave it out you know at least you've had the conversation. That's exactly. the one thing. The consolation for that is at least you had the conversation. And maybe even though you had an argument, like I've definitely disagreed with people, but mm. or and like I might have said my point of view, but I know people who we don't talk about it, but then they've come back to me later, maybe not even on the same day, but like a week later saying, you know what, I was thinking about what you mentioned that time. And I actually realized where I was wrong. Or even if it might have been me, it would have been like, I realized I was wrong. I, I didn't go about it the right way. I apologize, whatever. And I yeah. feel like that, even if you, it, like, like we said earlier, if you bring it into, uh, bring it onto the table and you've had that discussion, it's still, imagine we had an argument and you brought something to the discussion that I didn't really think about. I'm still going to ponder about that afterwards, regardless yeah. of whether it, we've ended it in a nice way or a bad way. It's still going to be my thoughts and it might even start questioning some of the beliefs I had. So, I still feel like it's important and imperative to probably have discussion regardless of the outcome because it could, it could be a retrospective action being the reason why someone comes back to you and agrees with you or perhaps even says I was wrong or, or you go, go back to someone and say you're wrong or something like that. Yeah, you're, you're planting the seeds of doubt. I know I've had a few arguments and I've left that being quite fired up and being like, oh God, I'm right 100%. Like, what's this person talking about? And no one likes having an argument, right? No one thinks that's a good thing to do. Yeah. And so later that night, you're lying in bed and you're thinking about the argument that you had, thinking, oh, that was so stupid. That was so useless, you know? And then you start thinking about what they said. And as you said, it gives you retrospective thought about it. It gives you hindsight and you can be like, in hindsight, they did raise a good few points, but I was just so fired up to even think about that. I was just so in the moment caught up about it that that didn't even matter to me there and then. And so having these disagreements, people will think about it. Their opinion might not change, but they will at least pay what you've said some thought. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And I think that's really well said. Like, yeah. you're, you're spot on, you're spot on. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but um, another thing that we want to talk about is that obviously Manny and I are very lucky 
to have a family that we have. You know, we're very fortunate to have supportive, caring family members and ones that we can get along with super well. And we know that not everyone, not everyone has this situation. And so I want to pose to you, Manny, that when family fails you and the dynamic is breaking down and you're finding it hard a lot and it's coming up often and there's arguments that you can't forget and you can't push it aside and there's fundamental disagreements that you're having. When family fails you, who do you turn to? What would you recommend when it comes to these difficult times? You know what? If it wasn't because of the lockdown, I actually, I'd, I think this is ages ago, that um, there's a website that's called meetup.com and people actually have their own communities that they create in your local area and you can actually join them. I don't know how it's working online-wise, but if you can definitely meet people that like you feel like you'll bond with better and create like that kind of dynamic with perhaps even strangers. I feel like that can really help. Uh, but when it, and also friends, friends are a massive one. I feel like, like I haven't really had like massive, massive arguments personally in my own household, but when mm-hmm. I've had arguments, uh, I have two options. I have the privilege and yeah, I, it is a privilege to have so many siblings. <laughs> so if one's annoying, I'll go to the next one. Be like, Yo, what's up? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I know lots of people might not have the kind of options I have. And, um, but yeah, for the most part, I'd say like, I have that as an option, but friends are also a good, like people to turn to sometimes it sometimes like, yeah, you might not be, it might not be the best day to talk to family about certain things. So friends are a good way of being able to outlet, like maybe even if you feel upset and like, you don't feel like you, you can tell your family, your friends will definitely listen to you. And you just like some people, like I know that just have friends who they just vent to and, and after that, they kind of just have a normal conversation afterwards, but their friends are willing to do that. I think it's important that you have someone who's willing to do that. Like some people I call up, like, you know what, bro, I'm literally going to call because I want to complain about something. Like, I've done that so many times. Like, and it's not even about home, but it's like, let's just say my Wi-Fi wasn't working. Like something really <laughs> ridiculous. I ring my mate and I'd be like to them, yo, I'm calling and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to call because my Wi-Fi is not working and I'm just going to complain about it. Is that cool? <laughs> and I was like, are you free? And they're like, yeah. I was like, but is it cool? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I just complain about it. Then we just have a normal conversation afterwards. And nice. That's, that's really nice to have that. But I'm always very like cautious about doing that because it's like, one, I don't want to be doing that too much because you just don't want to be complaining that much anyway. And two, I always want to make sure the person's cool with what's going on. Like, if my friends said to you, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not free to listen to you complain, Manny. I'm like, fair play, bro. You didn't sign up to that. <laughs> I get that. I get that. And then um, then we might just have a normal convo. I'd be like, so then how you been in soccer? It's been a while anyway. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, I just think that's really important. But like I said, if there's a lot of online like groups as well you can meet. But if we're talking about, because I know at the start of your question, you really did mention like fundamental disagreements, which may be more important. Yeah. In those times, I think it's probably better to keep it, uh, if you can, like, keep it amongst what's happening in your house, that's probably better. But if it's literally you against the world, then I feel like then you should probably talk to your really, really close friends who might understand your family a bit better or understand the dynamics of your family because, one, they probably met them or, two, you've explained certain scenarios to them. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, it's good and sometimes to get, like, a stranger involved like in terms of like talking to a stranger about it because it's a bit more objective. But sometimes when there's not enough context, you can't really get to the solution to any of the issues that have arisen. What would you say? There's um, 
well, it's contrary to what well, you're not contrary, but I guess a couple other recommendations is that there's some fantastic phone helplines that people ought to know about that provide exactly the thing we're talking about emotional support in times of distress. And they are Nightline, which is based towards students, and the Samaritans. Those are two really big. Uh, helpline services that are exactly for this situation emotional support and distress whether it be feeling isolated because of covid and you're stuck in your student accommodation with people you don't particularly get on with they will provide you hopefully a way to just vent and just chat to them say manny if your friend doesn't pick up and you still want to vent to someone you can literally call these people up and they'll listen to you you know they'll give you an ear to talk to no, so you don't need to, yes, yeah, so you don't need to, to, to completely base it just if you don't want to be a burden to your friends. And sometimes that maybe you could think you're a burden, even if you're not, but you may think you are calling up one of these phone helplines is super helpful. The Samaritans and Nightline are two ones that come to mind. And I guess in my own experience over the summer when I had an argument with my mum, uh, I, I told my girlfriend about it and she was like, Joseph, you're being a bit childish here. And she didn't say that in a demeaning way. She was like, you need to just go and apologize to your mum. I, I read with... that. Yeah. I read that, man. I read when Straight someone up. can say to you, like someone can say to you, yo, like, I'm not gonna lie, that was just really stupid what you yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. And like, so even she... for me, it's all I have those moments. You know, mm-hmm. someone might say to you, Manny, you know what, I'm not gonna lie to you. Heard your point of view, you know, it's absolutely bonkers, man. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I know I could appreciate someone saying that to me, man. I feel like that needs to happen more often as yeah. well. Yeah, like, she was, she was straight up like with that. me. She was straight yeah. up with me. She was like, Joseph, I know you're pissed at your mum right now. And I know that she maybe made you feel, maybe you felt that she was being condescending. From the way you described it to me, Joseph, I think you just took it too personally. And that's not what she meant at all. You should go and apologize. And she was 100% right. And I needed to be told that in that situation. I needed to be told that actually I was the one in the wrong there. And that is one thing that isn't nice to hear. It's never nice to hear that you're wrong, but sometimes you need to hear it. I was like, <sighs> you're right. And I went and apologized and me and my mum, everything was fine that exact same night of the argument. Like an hour later, everything was fine again because I was just, we didn't let it fester. We didn't let it get to us. I literally went and apologized because I was so stupid, basically. Yeah, man. And I just feel like I said that real, that, that someone being able to tell you that, man, is so important and critical. Yeah. Because sometimes it is going to be you. It's not always going to be, like, it's not always going to be your family, man. Let's just be real about it. Mm-hmm. It's never always not going to be the, another person. Just, just talking about what you said about those support lines, I'll be honest. Um, if I had a scenario where like that was probably one of my options, I had to call a support line, I probably wouldn't do it. And I know that sounds really bad, but mm. I just find it really weird talking to like a stranger about my issues. I'm not, I'm not saying that isn't a good thing. Like, yeah, you should definitely talk to people. But, but like calling someone like that i i don't know for me it just sounds it makes you feel uncomfortable even how i'm talking about it, it just makes you feel I can respect that no i understand like, uncomfortable. I understand. like i would much rather and i know this sounds even weirder but i'd much rather get like a voice recording and like, talk through what happened and my perspective and then listen back to it and then maybe i point mm. out in my own story or narrative that i've given myself that there's some like errors or like that's how I feel, but is that necessarily true? I think that's a question I ask myself a lot sometimes. That's what I believe in, but is that necessarily true? And I, I don't. I used to do this a while back. I don't do that as much now because, fortunately, fingers crossed, things are really good and 
<laughs> I don't really get into too many disagreements as much. But nice. Beforehand, that was so important for me because it's like now you're listening to yourself in a third person perspective. You're not, even though you attached to scenario, you're listening to yourself what you said. You haven't, you can't correct what you've said because you've already said it now. If you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's a, that's like, an interesting concept. So then, and then now you got to think about it. Like, you pick a part, and I know you go attach this scenario, so you might be like, mm, I'm still right there. Oh, yeah, two minute 23, <laughs> bro, I was right there. Oh, three minute 37, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that was right. Oh, wait, hold up, four minutes 15. I don't, I don't think, I might have said that, but you know what? I don't think that's right. And it's spurring mm. on those questions, but they're so, if, and also it's from yourself, so it feels a bit, it feels a bit better as well when it's like, yeah it's from yourself it's it's you saying it. it's not anyone else it's not like oh my friend told me this or my friend said this on the scenario no it was you narrating what happened and you might even disagree with yourself because you've just exposed the story you're telling yourself about the disagreement or argument yeah that that's that it sounded weird initially when you mentioned it but now that you've like explained it that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense. I might have to, maybe I might pick that up because when you're, when someone's calling you out, it never feels good. But when you're calling yourself out, then you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense now because it's me, isn't it? You know, I'm the yeah, one telling yeah, exactly. myself this new story. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, that, that, that's a good way of doing things, man. Yeah, it just, I don't know, man. It just makes things seem more sh- like, yeah, it just, because it's yourself, you're less likely to disagree as well. Like, who the hell is really going to disagree with themselves? Just be honest. <laughs> but also that I feel like that's why it's a bit of a double-edged sword where it's like sometimes you might listen to it back and then you might be like I'm completely right or like but th- that's why I, st- I still like say that if you can do that and listen to it because you can't even rectify what you've said it kind of shows the truth about the scenario that from your point of view and then you can actually look at the scenario as well again and evaluate up against what you've said and when you line it up sometimes the lines don't line up because you realize you might have been wrong or they might have been right or you were right in that scenario but they were wrong etc it's just a lot of questioning really it's just a lot of self introspection man yeah, yeah. introspection self, yeah self-reflection introspection beautiful beautiful man i like to hear it. and that's what hopefully maybe if people listen to this and they just listen to it off the back of an argument maybe you might do some of these things and i'd highly recommend it and i might even do these things whenever a situation like that arises so man thank you for the recommendation no worries, bro. But let's because it's obviously Christmas, man. Yeah. Let's let's change the mood a bit. I know, <laughs> I know, I know that we're obviously gonna get into it. people gonna see family, and sometimes seeing family is an amazing thing for some people, which is awesome, man. I just want to talk to you about how do you celebrate Christmas with your family, and what does it really mean to you? I think with my family, it's 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 most interesting one. You know, my my parents divorced in like 2003 or something like that, and my dad has remarried recently not recently in 2018 to a lady called Nicola and she's absolutely amazing she's really nice and she's been super welcoming and stuff like that and she's really really sweet she's got a great cat and of course her and my dad brought into the world my baby sister Poppy so it's weird people ask me how many siblings have you got when I met someone for the first time and I my immediate reaction is one I got a twin brother and I realized oh shit I got baby sister as well don't yeah, I yeah. like it's still it's still mad to think so that dynamic is super interesting and you know my mom and my stepmom they got on really well you know my mom helps look after Poppy sometimes and you know she loves she loves doing it really she really enjoys it because it's just it's kind of cute it's kind of cute but um what's great about our family Christmases is that my 
two of my dad's friends who he's known for like 25, 30 years, and I've known them all my life. That's they're not crazy. even my uncles. They're called Uncle Alex and Uncle Tony. Yeah. Not really whatsoever, but no, they're, I get, that, yeah, I get you. they're I get on you. that level now. Yeah. They, yeah. Come, they come over every Christmas and they bring like, Alex uh, is Italian guy, Tony's Scottish, and Alex brings his, his wife and their young daughter along, and Tony comes along and he brings a giant panettone, which is delicious. Um, and we just have like 12, 15 people, not necessarily just family members, just people that just want to be there. For example, one of my dad's lodgers, he rents out some rooms. One of my dad's lodgers wasn't able to go home for Christmas. So my dad was like, join us. Come join us at Christmas. And that is just the beautiful thing about That's the That's so spirit. amazing, man. And oh, it is. Yeah. So it was just so nice. And they had a wonderful time. And it was just really sweet. And also, one thing last year, one of my friends, Juliet, who I've known for like 10 years now, she used to be my next door neighbor. She, her mum and her dad are divorced as well, and she didn't want to get on, get between family members and kind of disrespect one by going to spend Christmas at the other. So what she decided was to come and spend Christmas with me and my family instead. Man, so my that, friend, that's yeah, so my great. friend, like, it's so yeah. welcoming. I can feel exactly. the energy already yeah. over the call. Like you feel so, like you guys genuinely want to do it for other people and it's, it's just, just yeah man it's, exactly. a beautiful it's just happy thing. man it's just happy and that's that's one of the great things and um if for example my girlfriend right now doesn't go back to cyprus for christmas my mum has already said if she can't make it back to cyprus she is more than welcome to spend christmas with us and that is just such a wonderful thing and i'm really looking forward to it i love it and we do this great secret santa thing every year when someone there's like a 10 pound budget and each person brings a present and you each get allocated numbers and then it's like a priority list so you can if someone wants that present it's all wrapped up someone wants that present they open it and then there's a second round in the secret santa where you then can see the presents and you'll be like i want that thing now so you kind of like a round robin two rounds yeah so it's quite funny quite unique it's quite unique. So you can finesse someone's present after they've opened it, just seeing what the wrapping is, just seeing what's <laughs> in the wrapping. And then you can finesse it if you get the right priority number. So it's kind of funny, kind of tactical, and it's quite wholesome. Is it so. a snake drafter? Is it like, because then it's kind of unfortunate if you're like seventh or tenth. And yeah, yeah, get... yeah, yeah. It's like that. You can snake people out, but generally people are quite nice. No, like... in, t- in terms of the format, as in when I say snake draft, you know how NBA mm. does like one to 16 and then 16 back up to one? Or is it yeah. literally yeah, if you're it. last, you, you're, you're, a, you've bowled it because after the second snake, round, you can't get anything? It's a snake draft, yeah. Well, perfect, man. That means so if that you're 16th, a... yeah, you can't. First round, you've kind of been bowled, but like second round, you can't. You get whatever you want, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first one. So that, that's kind of one of the great things that I like to really just enjoy about Christmas. What about yourself? What's your, what's your dynamic like? What's it like in the, the Sidhu household? Bro, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Christmas is quite like a big thing for us. We mm-hmm. um we have like some traditions. Okay. Dom. Costa coffee hot chocolate. I know I'm a Starbucks <laughs> man, but Costa coffee hot chocolate is had <laughs> during Christmas. It's it's literally a, it's embedded in the in the law of the city household for Christmas. Okay. So you have to you have to have a Costa coffee hot chocolate. So we go together and grab that. Um, I don't. You know what's funny? I don't feel like it was part of it, but we've done it a few times. Like ice skating was kind of pushed into okay. uh, the thing as well but I don't think that's probably gonna happen this year but we just really bro we just go out man we just go like I'm not gonna lie to you like normally it's like we go out for like a few days just before the running into Christmas and then Christmas we obviously do all the shopping and stuff and then Christmas day we actually celebrate um nowadays I feel like it's obviously gonna be different because lockdown and stuff but 
we normally have like family over like we have my own family and then we have like my mom's sister over etc etc and people like that so normally it's quite a big one um but yeah man just and then sometimes it's like it, it really just fluctuates like there's sometimes it's big sometimes it's small and it kind of just rotates and it rotates on whose household it's in obviously because the lockdown is obviously gonna be a bit different so it's probably gonna be uh just us lot at home but yeah it's just uh it's just a lot of activities i can't lie to you like we might just nice. go to london one day um it's yeah we, that's what i'm saying man christmas is just a time for us where it's like we go out we do stuff together and I, I also watching Harry Potter is a staple in the household. <laughs> that like you just yeah. got to watch it. Like you have to during Christmas. What are um, you gonna do now though? That that if hopefully if they won't, but if the extension of the lockdown does continue, what about your activities, man? Bro, you gotta Let's do what you gotta that. do. Starbucks right. drive-through exists. We're good Ooh, on that front. We can okay. grab, we'll change it up a bit. We'll do a Starbucks this year. We make some some more alternatives. Okay. But in terms of activities, like the board games are still here, man. We still everyone's at home. Like, there's no excuses. All I'm hearing is that there's no excuses. No one could be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm busy. Busy doing what, man? You're not going out anywhere." <laughs> yeah, but now nah, for the most part, nah. it's um, uh, it's going to be a bit different, and just navigating it's going to be a bit more d- difficult as well. Obviously, yeah. I know when it, they're running into Christmas, especially now during lockdown, people might be panic buying already. That already some stuff. Especially, are. especially during where, like right now, is going to be when we this releases twenty fifth December. I doubt there's going to be any food available for Christmas in terms of like actual like like all the turkeys, whatever you get. Um, I can't think of Christmas food right now. But anyway, yeah, like Yorkshire puddings probably might be out. <laughs> pigs in blankets, my yeah, guy. Pigs in blankets, yeah, going to be out in stock, and it's just yeah, it's just I don't know. It's, I feel like it might be the shopping might actually be a madness when it comes to food shopping. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just enjoy the vibe. I just feel like, I, I don't know why, but for Christmas for us, it's just everyone takes the time up to make the effort. And it's, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's, it just because it's Christmas, it just feels like it's a bit more. You know what I mean? Because uh, everyone's got days off and stuff. So. Yeah, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, it's that. That's how it is, man. And what it means to me is just, it just means like family come together, uh, have a good time and yeah man it's just and also for me i'm quite fortunate when it comes to like christmas because i and when i when we talk about christmas i'm not only talking about christmas day i'm talking about just before christmas and just and after as well a few of my mates birthdays are before christmas which is really nice because in the running into christmas it's spend time with family birthdays day before christmas well christmas eve sorry <laughs> christmas eve <laughs> christmas day a bit after christmas day there's stuff going on and then New Year's and it's yeah man it's just it's a good it's positive it. and your birthday as well is in the run up to Christmas as well so you got, got yeah, to remember man. that yeah yeah I forget about that all the time but... <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're double presents bro double presents hopefully man, oh yeah I know them ones I know them ones um but yeah just to to wrap things up I'd like to to leave my little tidbit of of info my little recommendation is that a good rule of thumb at these family gatherings to try and keep the dynamic positive is to avoid these three topics, politics, religion, and finances. If you can successfully avoid those topics in a family gathering, I'm saying you're in for a wholesome, 
heartwarming time with family members, catching up, talk about the things that matter, talk about family, talk about funny events, funny life things, talk about my new job, stuff like that. If you avoid those three things, ain't no one going to get offended. So that's what I'd like to leave it off with. Yeah, man. And just to wrap things up, just a final question for you, man. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Favorite thing? Oof. Giving presents. I love giving them. I like I like seeing the look on people's faces when they open something. They'd be like, oh, you remembered. Oh, oh that's awesome. Or I can't wait to do the experience because I, I try and get things that are experiences. For example, I, I got my dad and my stepmom two tickets for a micro pig cuddling experience. Like, that's fucking adorable, isn't it? So, oh, wait, wait, what? I, Say that again. A micro pig cuddling experience. What is that? Explain that to me, please. You know, you know, there's pigs, yeah? There's these things called micro pigs, which are tiny little piglets. They're flipping cute, man. And like my dad, somehow, for some reason, has got a weird obsession with piglets. So he thinks they're really cute. And Nicola loves anything really small and cute. So they really like that. <laughs> and like I got my mum theatre tickets and stuff like that. So just buying an experience and them seeing I can't wait to go and stuff like that is just so hard. Do you go me. with them or not? No, I don't. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't buy it for myself, man. Come on, you buy for yourself and then also them as well. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna have to start doing that. I missed out on the micro pig experience, yeah. No, like, Um, what about about yourself, man? If I was younger, I'd say to you, be getting gifts. I was one of those ones, I used to love getting gifts, but now, as I've got older, man, favorite part about Christmas. It has to be the food. I'm joking, I'm joking, but no. In all Ooh, seriousness, man. The food is good. The food is really good. But in all seriousness, it's just I may I just love like like doing like just doing I love doing stuff for people, man. And whether it's friends or family, it doesn't matter who, but especially because it's for families or for Christmas, it's more family oriented. Mm. Uh, especially for me. It's it's just really I really love that man. And yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just good vibes, man, always. <laughs> Good vibes, good life. Just like that book you recommended in episode 21. Bro, man, literally. Literally, man. <laughs> well, if you guys Nothing. did enjoy, yeah, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We are the official DMC podcast, I think, or the official DMC. Yep. I'm sorry the if I've DMC butchered podcast. it. Yep, I'm gonna the put official DMC the, podcast. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to put it in the Spotify description. Don't you worry. If you guys yep. did enjoy this, give us a follow. And if you can... We don't actually do any advertisements on the podcast and get any sponsors at the moment. But if you can share with one friend, that really mean a lot to us and it really go a long way and we'd appreciate that. So I hope you guys enjoyed yeah, it. Thank you for listening.